Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're able to tune in to this podcast. We've been offering these online services every week since the first lockdown began. Each act of worship combines archive recordings of our choir and congregational singing, together with newly recorded readings, intercessions and sermons. And these services will be continuing into the future, even though we're delighted to say that our live acts of worship will be starting again on the 28th of March, which is Palm Sunday. We keep a candle burning by the altar here each day as a sign of hope, even when our doors are closed. And when we light it, we think about you all and we give thanks for you. Do please leave a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details of how to do so in the accompanying text. And now, may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Please be seated. 
A very warm welcome to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this, the fifth Sunday of Lent, which is Passion Sunday. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you'll feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We begin now with our opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let us then show our love for him by confessing our sins in penitence and faith. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
Most merciful God, who by the death and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, delivered and saved the world, grant that by faith in him who suffered on the cross, we may triumph in the power of his victory. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading is taken from Jeremiah, chapter 31, beginning at the 31st verse. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I shall make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant which I made with their fathers when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant which I shall make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it upon their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each man teach his neighbor, and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The epistle is taken from Hebrews, chapter 5, beginning at the fifth verse. So also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but was appointed by him who said to him, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. As he says also in another place, Thou art a priest for ever, after the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death, and he was heard for his godly fear. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered, and being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him, being designated by God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Now, among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Andrew went with Philip, and they told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat 
falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. He who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there shall my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honour him. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify thy name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing by heard it and said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. He said this to show by what death he was to die. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. The practice of quarantine, as we know it, began during the 14th century in an effort to protect coastal cities from plague epidemics. Ships arriving in Venice from infected ports were required to sit at anchor for 40 days before landing. The name quarantine was derived from the Italian words quaranta giorni, 40 days. I expect that the duration of those measures was influenced by the church, and I'm sure that they would have been seen to hold spiritual significance. The 40 days of Lent this year may well feel something like a period of quarantine, as we sit at anchor removed from the city and our church. As we look forward to setting foot on land once more, we're aware that we've passed through a period that has seen a very significant death toll. In this morning's Gospel, we see Jesus announcing that his own death will be his glory. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified, he says. Truly, I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it, and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. 
Now, as members of the Christian community, these are, of course, very familiar passages. But Jesus's phrasing is surely intended to challenge our understanding. If we stop recognising how radically provocative Jesus's words are, then I suspect that with all this talk of death and glory and of hating life, we might struggle to grasp why Christianity isn't some kind of death cult. I am, of course, trying to be provocative myself in saying that, but we don't need to look very far in the history of the world's faiths, and the church is no exception, to see where we can go so completely wrong that love and hate, life and death become confused. So what is life? as Jesus refers to it here. If we look at this statement in the context of the passage where it's found, we see that Jesus refers to life according to the values of this world, as Jean Varnier expressed it. A world as empty of God as it is filled with idols such as wealth and power where our desires are so often shaped by compulsions for success, to be loved, to be held in esteem, to be acclaimed by others, to have power, to have control. For many, it is through illness, an accident, loss of work or some failure that we are called to die to our ways of seeing and doing things. Surely the pandemic is a collective disruptor for our community, for our city, for our nation and our world. What is it then that we are called to die to in these days? What is there that holds us back from the fullness of life that is God's purpose for us and our world? These are important questions for us all. For me, there are lessons, particularly from this period, about my relationship with the environment, recognising my complicity in all that has set our planet on a path of death, and also with those already suffering the impacts of that environmental destruction. As we anticipate setting foot on dry land after this extended period of quarantine, we very much hope that we will not be called to make similar voyages again. I expect, though, that the experience will be a little disorientating, like it is when stepping ashore after an extended time at sea. I've been blessed to have that experience myself on occasion. My first proper job was as a high school teacher in the Bahamas, and I hugely enjoyed sailing around the islands in the holidays. The experience of returning after an extended time at sea had much in common with returning from silent retreat. You feel as if you stepped into an animation, the world suddenly bizarre. There is surely a risk, though, as we seek to return to normality, that we will simply lay aside the lessons of this pandemic as we return to familiar routines and rituals. I very much hope that individually and collectively we don't allow that to happen, but rather that we recover a new appreciation of our blessings 
and of the opportunities to be a blessing to one another and to others. I'll end with a poem from Malcolm Geith again, whose work has been a frequent companion for me during these recent months. His latest book presents a reflection on each of the Psalms, where the last line of each poem is also the first of the next, and the last line of the last poem is the same as the first line of the first, linking them all together. This was a poetic form created by John Donne in his cycles, in his cycle of poems called Corona, a reflection on the Corona Spinia, the crown of thorns. The poem I'll share, inspired by Psalm 39, looks forward to our delivery from the dead shadows of our former lives, where our rush masked our emptiness. The death we fear is birth, he says. The shell is breaking. Light breaks through these fissures that so fill us with dismay. It goes like this. Deliver me and raise me from the dead, for I have walked in shadows. Nothingness, the vanity of things, fills me with dread. The sheer inanity the pointlessness of how we used to live. We can't go back to that, the rush that masked our emptiness, all the pretense that covered what we lack and what we really lacked was always you. I held my tongue, but I could see the crack in everything we build and say and do. And now the crack is widening. I pray that we will turn and see a light break through these fissures that so fill us with dismay. The death we fear is birth. The shell is breaking. The stone itself will soon be rolled away. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory, to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, 
we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. At the end of each prayer, I will say, Lord, for the years, would you please respond, we give you thanks. Lord, Lord of, the of the morning, we come before you and ask you to hear the prayers we offer. We pray for your church throughout the world, for Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip, and for Alison, our rector, Jeff, our associate priest, and for all who have made it possible to bring us together in this act of worship, wherever we may be. Keep watch over our family and friends from whom we are separated and are not able to see. We pray for the days ahead when we shall be together again. We give thanks for the courage, commitment and dedication demonstrated by those working on the front line, who deliver health care and other public services in their communities, and those who have developed new vaccines and treatments. Lord, for the years, we give you thanks. God of the nations, we pray for peace in war-torn regions throughout our troubled world. Guide those in power so that the people of all nations may, in our time, enjoy the blessings of a just and lasting peace. We pray for the homeless and their animals, those living alone and who feel unloved and isolated, and for the volunteers and care workers who provide them with shelter and food. Lord, for the years, we give you thanks. Healing God, be with all who are unwell and suffering and for whom life brings little happiness. Give peace to the anxious, courage to the fearful, and rest to the weary. God of the spirits, we remember before you those we have loved who are no longer with us and who have come to the end of their earthly journey. Give them rest in your eternal kingdom, where the clouds of earth's sorrow are lifted. May those who miss them be comforted in their grief. In a moment of quietness, we think of all known to us who are in need of our prayers and those who have no one to pray for them. Lord, for the years, we give you thanks. Lord of the morning, as earth once again turns to face the sun, we give thanks for this season of spring, the new life around us, the bird song the beauty of the fields and blossoming countryside. As we walk through this life, help us to understand the responsibility we have to keep the treasures of your creation free from harm. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Will you please stand? Once we were far off, but now in union with Christ Jesus, we have been brought near through the shedding of Christ's blood, for he is our peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. 
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which were earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. And now we give you thanks, because for our salvation, he was obedient even to death on the cross. The tree of shame was made the tree of glory, and where life was lost, there life has been restored. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts, in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your, holy, by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, 
so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you have taught us that what we do for the least of our brothers and sisters, we do also for you. Give us the will to be the servant of others as you were the servant of all and gave up your life and died for us but are alive and reign, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen.
Christ crucified draw you to himself, to find in him a sure ground for faith, a firm support for hope, and the assurance of sins forgiven, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, rest upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah.